this is definitely better than the football game, which I could not get at first. And then I finally got it. And I was like, oh my God, this is an embarrassing product that people will actually watch. Um, we'll start by, I, I really expected more people to react to how amazingly perfect my uh, thumbnail was. I think people were just like, I get the joke, but also um, like, shut up, but which is fine. But I, I'm just really proud of this thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the thing good. is, is it's only going to get so much worse. It, oh, it's yeah. actually smart on the on on everyone else's end not to overreact to it because if everyone else gave me more fuel to this fire, oh oh boy, <laughs> oh man, <Ugh>. um, <laughs> it would have been relentless. I would have quit my job. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna do a draft. That sounds like it could be useful. Um, the the biggest mistake in Best Buck. Uh, that can murder your lioness and starve your family is I, I'm going to give it away. We're out of the cough. If you admit, if you're not here early, you're going to miss it. It's taking anybody that isn't named McDavid number one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's was, pretty good. I actually had an idea. So I, I, I had, I had another idea, but I decided that I'm going to save it. Cause this one was just like stupid. I have an idea that I think is really, really, really good. Um, so next time get ready. Cause the thumbnail is going to be egregious. And I'm just, I really want everyone to be ready that i'm also i'm wearing some uh charging buffalo stuff today this shirt is unreal i don't know if they're gonna sell them but i am planning on like getting back to some charging buffalo stuff people really really liked um my short live videos i did for like the first two months of not the last year but the year before uh they were just like pickups stuff every day i would just do some pickup stuff but the charging buffalo got away from it because they were worried about like basically as someone that had access to this going into Sabres games, um, they worried about the gambling implications, which I was like, I don't know um, what was really going on there, but we're going to get back to it. It's kind of uh, gone by the wayside. Is my connection bad? No. Uh, well, I mean, I fine. can hear you just fine. I just, I, I okay. sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not a very good uh, guest because I have no idea. You what you look like your face. Uh, I was trying to fix my. I'm talking camera. about. It's like, yeah, no, my okay. camera's like falling okay. to the side. I, so I, I was trying to like yeah. reorient, and it's just not working. So whatever, you get this view. There's there's the yeah, longer. It, it was. It was. I honestly think it was the first, but like the first pickums on Underdog for hockey, and I was doing like every day that the Sabers played. I give one Sabers play plus two yeah, I more, that. and people loved yeah. it. But then yeah, we, yeah, okay, yeah. They were like two minutes. We're going to get back to stuff like that. So um, charging Buffalo for all your Saber stuff. We're like, actually, people know us. Um, are we just going to get right into a draft? Or is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, the top? I mean, I think we can. Um, my, my only thing was, I mean, we have like a list that we sort of source for people asking questions, talking players, so on and so forth. I don't know how much leeway there is in the draft to do that. Do you want to just tackle it afterward? Like we do a draft and then we tackle uh, all the comments and stuff afterward as far as like what we don't cover basically. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we have a list. Yeah, right. so we have a list of player takes. Is that what you mean? You're just like, we're going to do the player. Yeah. Yeah. Draft. Yeah. Like, well, like the right? players and there were, there were like questions, um, you know, like that, that you. Oh like yeah. They're in, there. they're in there. They're in there. They're in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think we get started. So if you're not in the draft waiting room, oh, we need 10 to fill. Good start. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone started entering. So. All right, people are. 
No, yeah, we have time. Well, that's that's actually hilarious that it was. Um, so, well, actually, I guess we'll, we'll have a little more time to get started. Um, fill it, I'm just gonna say, filling a lobby now. Did you post it in MSP? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, okay. I feel like I feel like uh, one. Did you tweet this that we're live? Uh, I tweeted out the YouTube link. Okay. Yeah. So uh, like right now, I'm now drafting on. Yeah, yeah I'm, I just, I'm just get a, again. I just didn't get tagged. So. Um, oh, I did yeah. tag you. Oh my god, dude, this is unbelievable. I do not understand. It's literally like. Like it's like a fadeaway camera. I just whatever. Um, I don't notice any problem at all. Yeah, it's just it's like okay, yeah, slowly we're going more. this way. <laughs> it's, it's like losing me. Oh, um, so I thought you were doing that. So I don't know. All right, whatever. Um, no, no. I'm gonna turn the guide <laughs> me thing on again. I just want to. I want to actually. I just want to see if the guide me thing actually like does oh, anything. Geez. Um. Please turn on dark mode. I'm Jesus sharing my Oh, I don't know why it's not on. I guess. Ooh. Oh, did it go? No, I guess it wasn't on to begin with. Huh, weird. Have I not turned it on with the new laptop? I feel like that's something I would have done, what but the, whatever. Um, oh. Did you grab your hockey exposures? That's what I was trying to do right up. now. Okay. Really quickly. Yeah. I think it'll work now, but I'm not sure. So yeah, the brick draft caddy for anyone that doesn't, like I said, I use it all the time. Um, let's see if this is even updated. It says 16 teams. Should have 18 teams. 18 complete plus the uh, 29 I still have going. There it goes. So uh, for people trying to view this, Forsberg, Tippett, Raymond, Burns, Caulfield, Konechny, Shabbat, and... Uh, yeah, so Bennington and Simpson offer kind of like, yeah, this is a bit of the pool. So if I could grab exposure. Yep, exposures have been grabbed. Now, um, the only while, thing... While you do that, let's uh, let's set the stage because I feel like we didn't talk about anything that we tweeted about. That I mean, I'm guessing people saw this via Twitter. Um, but today is Thursday. Um, you know, we are going to be talking underdog best putt classic once a week between now and the start of the NHR regular season. Um, hopefully this contest is full like before then, but you know, uh, in reality, this is a pretty big contest. So my guess is it goes up to the wire. Um, but going forward, you should be expecting us on Tuesdays at nine o'clock Eastern. Um, obviously this week getting started on a Thursday, um, but going forward, you can find us live on this YouTube channel on Tuesdays. Um, and we will be uh, recording the audio so that we can post it on the Morning Skate Pod feed. Um, reminder, if you're somehow, this is your first time seeing us in a bit, um, the old feed is no more. You will see a post from me on that old feed explaining a bit. Uh, but basically, we had to move to a new feed. So just make sure you check out the new Morning Skate Podcast feed on your podcast host of choice um there are much there are many more options than there were previously um you know that's why we did the the whole uh burn it down and rebuild sort of structure with our pod feed um so make sure you do that and you won't miss anything but again this is a weekly show that will be on tuesdays at nine o'clock going forward so you know set a little calendar reminder if this is something that interests you i don't think there's much competition in this space so if you like hockey and you like underdog 
I think this is where you're coming. So happy to have you guys. And thank you to everyone who's uh, showing up and hanging out for a bit. Yes, yeah, certainly not any competition in the space. And it brings me to, to something. I'm not going to get into any you know crazy details, but it's just, it just really is an enjoyable time for I feel like people that are more passive on the NFL like me, and I, I actually, you know, I would say you're more passive than me, probably even about like actually what's going on in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like me and not you, but like actually you're more, yeah, it's pretty. But anyways, though, uh, just because like the overreactions to stuff are just out of this world and the the takes that you see online just blow me away every single day. And, and I, I think what it like really is a testament to is like I get, I'm showing up, but I get people that are like asking me very, very like, high level questions about hockey and it is just so unbelievably unnecessary to like go into like the nth degree like we do with football i mean you know it, it isn't a distant maybe because like i think if you're into something and you think that there's an edge like it's fine to go after it and it's fine to uh maybe talk yourself into like the week 17 situation um and i talked about it a lot with um with the badge rows about like yeah like there's something to maybe um dj just use a dress friends and family yeah i i had to stop because it's the badge for it this is literally i think i know no i know every single person in this draft that's amazing oh yeah obviously but wait we are the 11 12 like absolutely no time to to think about picks or anything i mean i guess i guess we have a lot of time i'm gonna say yeah i i will say that i i think this year the 11 like i think um no you know i'm gonna I think as time goes on every year, like the top four picks will matter a little bit less. Like the first year it mattered so much because I think everyone was so new that like, I don't know, whatever. But I think over time we'll get better and better at how to draft successfully. And even if you're drafting between nine and 12, you'll still be just as good against the field. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, okay. and a lot of this is actually funny, but we're gonna say that. all the stuff you wouldn't do. Uh, I was just reading that comment. Um, I was just gonna say that well, the well. uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. What were you saying? What were you saying before that comment popped up? Oh, I, I was saying that, like, I think over time, good, like, yes, being I a good drafter is going to allow you much more wiggle room. Than, than the yeah. top four. Like last year, the top four so, was I mean, invaluable. It really, and it, it just yeah. worked out even more so than I thought it would. Okay, now back to you. Feels, yeah. So we don't have, we don't have last year's data. So all the priors that I'm working off of are based on two years ago. Um, and it is worth noting that the final versus two years ago is, I mean, monstrous in comparison. Uh, last year, there were how many in the final week? Uh, 40 something, maybe 50. Is that about, about right? Six sixty. I think it was. I think it was oh, okay. sixty-six. I think it was. Oh, I think okay. it was in the uh, and what is it this year? Ninety-four. Something like that. I, oh yeah, I ninety-four final. Ninety-four person final. Ninety-four. So in year one, it was what twenty people. Right, let's something see what like happens. that. Oh, uh, the pick. Yeah, it's still doing um, the same thing. Yeah, the caddy so still I, just wants me to take the top yeah, ADB. 40, 47 uh, last year. DJ, come on. Come on, DJ. Step up your game. Oh, it was 40? Wow. Wow. I thought it was 67 or something. Okay, 47. I mean, so it's doubling. I'll get rid of this. Yeah, I'm just, the, I'm just the best ball thought leader here. All right. I took Kucherov. Kucherov is clearly wow. the, the best guy on, on my board. Um, 
I yeah. don't have a single share yeah, like, of yeah, where do you Patterson, rank these? and I'm going to change that. I have 18 drafts oh, done. Sorry, so, let's just see. I, I just um, want to see. No, it doesn't change its mind. It won't change its mind. Um, I, I will change its mind. No, I'm going to change its mind for it with Gage. The, 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 I have the guide me on. Oh, oh. The guide oh, me yeah, tool is on, so I have to turn it off. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off. I, I wanted to test that. I wanted to test it a couple of times because I told okay. Rick that it was just automatically picking the top guy, and I think he thought that's probably accurate, and then um, it, yeah. it does. Um, I just wanted to do it. Just like after I made a pick or two, like would it continue? It does. So that's going to be annoying for probably everyone because people are going to be like, why? It looks like a yeah. ghost is like scrolling through. So uh, if you are if you are new to the that situation, which I'm guessing maybe one person in this entire stream might be like, what the world are you talking about? Why are your exposures on the screen? Um, Rick draft caddy. Uh, I already talked to him and he'll put everything up again for the NHL. I was kind of showing it a little bit here. Uh, last year's rankings are and projections. Um, I don't think you can see this exactly, but if I change it, maybe you can. Um they will funnel yeah, in. Seems like it would to, be confusing. So uh, do that. Oh crap! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I, I meant to not do it, and then I did it anyways. So now it's showing last year's rankings, which probably aren't useless. <laughs> like they're, I, I don't no, think we're, they're, probably... we're far off. So yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll keep them on. I, I'll not the projections. So yeah, it does seem like the room kind of. Uh, you know, followed our lead really on the Kel McCarr. Um, the Ranton and team took McCarr in the mid second. Uh, obviously, McCarr tends to go at least early second, if not in the first round. Um, I, I think the numbers just bear out that defense is really, really hard to get that sort of separation uh, versus at the center position and the wing position. It's just much easier to find that truly elite ceiling of a season. Um, when you look at some of like the you know, points per game type metrics, underdog point per game. Uh, you just see that, you know, the centers and wings that have elite seasons are just worth slightly more. Um, and I think that the drop off among defensemen is pretty light. So I'm pretty comfortable being well underweight on Makar and Yossi personally. Um, I don't have, I think I have one Dalene as well. Um, but the first D-man uh, off my board tends to be, uh, either Bouchard, Burns, or John Carlson. That that's sort of the range I'm sitting in. Yeah. Uh, when I draft defensemen, I'm yeah. I don't and, really and, like to go and, uh, again, uh, if if you watched the Badge Bros, it was literally like the curious case of John figure like finding that out on the fly of like, wait a minute, this guy is still here, and it's like, yeah, dude, center is deep because there's just so many elite mm-hmm. players that are centers. Like you think about yeah. just like in the practice of hockey, like your best player is always your center. Um, almost, I mean, in, in any world, uh, it just kind of works out that way. So, cause you get the best skater getting up and down the ice, like playing defense, playing offense. So, um, you will find, I think a lot more value in the late rounds at center. So it does yeah. work out that way often, but, um, you know, my, you know, my deciding factor, if I, especially cause I'm basically forcing in enough wings to make it work, you know, is going to be correlation a lot of times. Like I talk about kind of the, the pillars and they're still going to exist for me. Like that second pillar of correlation still matters. So like, if I'm taking my second center a little bit earlier, once in a while, it's to get that premium correlation in there. Um, like, you know, if Darlene got back to me here, I was going to take him. He didn't, but that's fine. Um, totally understand. Uh, trying to think of anything else. So Bedard was the first player on our list that we had um, to talk about. I have actually done this start with Bedard and Matthews, except I think I got him in the, like the, I got him really, really late, um, almost like shockingly late. So 
I think Connor Bedard will probably have one of the biggest fluctuations in where they're dra- like where he's drafted um, just this season in general. I've seen him go, I think, at 11th is the earliest I've seen, which someone I think mentioned was an auto draft, but like they really wanted him anyway. So whatever. I, um, I think he'll go as low as maybe 45, 50. Uh, and I think that that range of outcomes is just objectively correct. So I don't think you're going to find any fault with me taking him, not taking him or whatever. But I would say that if I am taking him, it, I am boosting up Taylor Hall and probably Seth Jones, almost definitely Seth Jones, um, just into a very high, a much higher consideration set than if I don't have him. Um, yeah, I, I worry a little bit about Seth Jones and Kevin Kurchinski. It's not like Seth Jones has really done much with the opportunity. I mean, yeah. Caleb Jones was running the power play last year at times, so... Um, you know, this is another lost year for Chicago. My guess is that if Kraczynski is ready, he gets the run. So it's almost like you're taking Seth Jones as not a bet on Seth Jones. I don't love that. So I'll sprinkle him in. Um, but in reality, I think I'll take Connor Bedard. Um, I, I think I would take Bedard at like the two, three turn. Um, but it's tough because when you're at the two, three turn, you tend to already have a McDavid, you know, top center. Um, so it's a little awkward. Um, DJ, you take Andre off the board. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of just showing you I was going to do it and letting you sort of continue yeah. to talk. But yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's correlated. I, I don't really care if it is or isn't. Yeah. I mean, Vince goes. I'm not watching your you screen. Know, but I, <laughs> you know. um, yeah, so Robertson, so, Andre Cage. All right, I will grab. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, another, another point here uh, made by Jeff. That like yes, like Lucas Reichel is a guy that's starting to go, and I think that's very fair to take him. Um, it, it kind of feels like a you know Lucas Reichel could just be a guy that is a winger, and we don't know it yet. I think they're trying him at center, but they kind of needed to. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. So yeah, Matt, you go boldly point. Um, I'm just going to continue to Hoover up as much Philippe Forsberg as possible. I think I'm just going to put him in the queue. Um, I just think he's going to continue to rise. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it right now. Yeah. Um, so so uh, you're sorted. You sort only on EDP, right? You're not making your own rankings or anything. I mean, like I, you I don't think go, I have like, them. But you didn't move your rankings. You mean I haven't I moved? Mean, oh no, 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 no. I, I, I don't. I, I don't because I don't want. I think that yeah, it's because I want to know the correlations that could happen. Like I, I don't want to miss it. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I've arranged, I think, through my top 50 or so players. Like, at Panarin's ADP is, like, the first one where it starts going in order of ADP, meaning I didn't rank Panarin. Um, I'm not sure how many exactly that is. It might be less okay. than 50. It might be in the... F- uh, yeah, it, it's somewhere around there. Somewhere in the 50 range I've ranked. So, like, I'm pretty much going in that order um, because I wanted to get the wings up ahead. Um, I, I just don't think you can... Uh, feasibly succeed in this yeah. format without winning the wing position. Um, you know, and I'm really excited to get my hands on last year's data because I think last year will be slightly more analogous to this year's than, you know, two years ago. Um, so I don't know, I, especially with the Kucherov, you know, I'm not getting it early center. Like, yeah, I need to find something at wing. So my plan is to punt defense yeah. and grab some mid tier goalies and just pray to god that either Pedersen or point has a monster year and that my wings can carry me home yeah so i mean that's where i'm setting up yeah i, I mean the, yeah so the, the i guess the little point i was making while we have 15 picks before i'm up again is that like i don't want to like I, I i like people are just going to like adp is just 
a you know a heuristic that's going to exist and like allowing adp to be kind of a point of me not missing out on correlated people like you know in a vacuum because i have these red numbers here that tell me my exposures so i don't really have to worry about my rankings too much because yeah, they light up in red and yeah, I know, so you're going to um, see like, these are the guys I'm probably going to take. So I don't know like, if I'm on my phone. It's also just like, I'm just I'm setting yeah. up my queue on my phone normally uh, a little bit more. I'm not going to do it on a stream because I don't really want to telegraph too much. Uh, so yeah, let's first off uh, let's recap our picks and then let's get to a couple more players. I think we did a pretty good job with the first one. Uh, yeah. This is the goalie run range for sure that we kind of got into uh, glad to get out of it with one. Uh, you know, I think this is a lot more accurate than last year, but I would honestly say is maybe even a touch low on all of these guys um, in, in the entire range of that, like, you know, yeah. turn into the third I'm round. taking a lot. Uh, but I'm fine with I'm it. Taking a lot of it yeah. I'm, so, I'm taking a lot of second round goalies. Um, I just, it falls like the, the, the draft really falls off a cliff in my opinion, like in the middle of the second. So like, I'm very much happy to take a center and a goalie um with with my first two picks um uh, anyway the okay, yeah. rankings so have actually reason, saved it. yeah is there any reason you didn't, <laughs> okay is there a reason you didn't go with hello buck or georgiev and you went with boldly or point i know we had I someone just, that was a little bit upset uh, here GA wanted but probably Georgiev, probably boldly was my um, guess we wanted but. yeah georgiev is fine i worry still that hello buck gets moved and then there's just a little bit of uncertainty in my in my opinion that he's not like the bonafide number one in his new home, wherever that is. And I'm very certain that Ottinger, Vasilevsky, Saros, Sorokin, Shesterkin are going to play, you know, 60 to 65 games, uh, you know, assuming good health. Um, I don't think you can say the same thing with Hellebuck. And if he stays in Winnipeg, in my opinion, that's a worse team. So um, I'm not huge on Hallibuck. Yeah. I'll probably sprinkle him in, but I wanted a, I wanted Boldy. I just he's really the only wing <laughs> that I really feel confident in between like the 30 to uh, 50 range. Like once Neilander's off the board, wing is just an absolute nightmare. Um, so I really wanted to get two of them. Yeah, and then yeah. you know it's yeah I probably spent a little too much on center with Pedersen and Point, but um, I really think yeah. that I. You know, I really wanted Kucherov stacked with Point or Stamkos, so I just figured that was a good time to do it when my wing targets are off the board. Yeah, I was hoping to get Tuck back to me. It doesn't happen. Um, you know, not yeah, a big so deal. Jeff, I think it's that completely make or break. But what? Jeff there on Lucas Reichel. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Lucas Reichel. We will do a bit more in depth of. Uh, a review on some of the rookies and breakout candidates. Um, frankly, I want to get the last year's data first, dig into that, and then dig into some rookie young type player uh, breakout candidates analysis. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I think I would rather the order of operations be figure out roster construction some and things like that, and then figure out individual player takes. So I'm sprinkling in Reichel, Leighton, Drafts, Bedard, or no Bedard. Um, but yeah, definitely agree there. Um, Noah, thank you. Uh, we're, we're very hyped that people will be showing up to our streams. Um, last year we were sporadic and it you're, you're on the clock. So hot. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Just so you know, yeah. Yeah, this is the most we've ever had by far, um, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I take Line A there. Um, I think he's 
I think this is about the right range, honestly. The five six turn is about where you want to take line A. Like the the peak is obviously there. Um, the spike week potential, I definitely like a lot. So you go Marcus Kreider. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone else saw, but I kind of queued up JT Miller, and then I just thought logically, like Matt is not taking his third center, even if it's correlated. Like there's he's just no way he's doing that. Um, I really don't yeah, have any I... super big. I mean, I've taken a ton of Brent Burns. I could take him again here, but I think I'm just going to wait on defense. And I just think JT Miller is a guy that disappointed some people last year, but like not even really, like he really wasn't a disappointment um, in as far as these uh, kind of streets are concerned. So uh, I I think the sky's the limit again for JT Miller. And yeah. um, Yeah. Vancouver is an interesting one because Pedersen feels like he should be the shot dominator and he really isn't on their top power play. Um, so it, it always missed me a little bit when yeah. I go to look at their numbers and see that. Yeah. Um, but Miller gets, gets his obviously yeah, he's I, a great point producer as well, but uh, his shot volume I think is slightly underrated. Um, yeah, so, no. And like, yeah. I, I thought, like I said, it's like their power play, you can see the structure, you see how it makes sense. And JT Miller is like, I have all the confidence in the world that I am actually Pedersen and Kuzmenko. And he's not, but he just, he shoots anyways. And yeah. he gets a lot of shots and he gets a lot of, uh, you know, it's like he shouldn't be doing that, but whatever. So, um, you know, it's easy to kind of th- normally thread the needle. He plays like a ton of minutes. You know, guy to go uh, with him. He, yep. He hits. JT Miller does hit, um, you know. Uh, so he's like a playmaker in the yep. mold of, uh, well, I don't even know. The, I mean, he was, I don't know. Thornton was big, but I feel like he used to hit people before he got old. I don't know. Um, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, more or less. In any case, um, yeah. But yeah, let's get let's get back to. Uh, let me just go back to my my sheet here because the next in order would have been uh, Eric Carlson, who went a, a while ago here. So where's the board? Is it hiding on me? Am I, can you not pull? Why am I stupid? Where's the? Oh, there. Duh. Um, <clears throat> he goes. Yeah. So you know the first five defensemen, I think, are kind of on their own pedestal you know Kale McCarr the clear number one Yossi I think is the clear number two you could maybe make an argument about Darlene if you want to get to you know your peaks and valley situation but I, I think he's a bit behind um and then I do think this is kind of the next two so Eric Carlson going in this draft as defenseman number five um that you're the one that mentioned Eric Carlson so I was wondering what you wanted to bring up about him yeah I was I was going to bring up that I think Eric Carlson's being drafted too high. Um, I think you're, yeah, I mean, at I first you're definitely. absolutely buying the ceiling on him, um, which, you know, like obviously you have to, uh, after the year he had last year, like it's not like you could possibly buy him anywhere else. Um, but it does feel to me that there's, um, there's a little bit too much credit being given to his raw point production and maybe not quite enough attention paid to the fact that he really wasn't blocking shots um, or picking up hits in the way that he used to in Ottawa. He was like good for the league lead in blocks like on a yearly basis, you know, at least close. He wasn't you know the league leader. Um, and you're betting on a much worse team because no Timo. Um, I think that's a significant downgrade for his outlook. Um, so yeah, I think you're banking on him getting traded to Pittsburgh and banking on him taking Latang's job in order to pay yeah. off that ADP. I love I love Eric Carlson. Like, do not get me wrong, I would be playing him in DFS with freaking Kevin LeBanc and Anthony Duclair and Tomas Hurdle and Logan Couture and all these idiots. Um, I just don't know that in a season long contest where like, yeah, you know, now that you're paying this much for Eric Carlson, I feel much more confident in a John Carlson or um, you know. Uh, 
what who else i mean i think headman is of a similar mold to carlson um but brent burns i feel much more comfortable with um so yeah and obviously evan bouchard who i think he's my highest zone defenseman at like 50 something percent um in my 18 drafts so yeah uh no but i i i was thinking about that first because i think his adp was a bit lower i don't, I don't really know actually i'm gonna let's go back to my first i think i took him in the first draft on the site so let me just take a quick peek what his adp started at i'm i'm nearly positive no i did not okay i'm going to the second draft but um i'm almost on the clock right yeah i'm almost back on the clock so i might need to focus for a second uh i got him at 31 and now yeah so i actually really bought high on him i don't really know um, I think his ADP was even higher. So hold on. Let me let me refocus for a second here. I got a two three zero one going. Goalies are starting to get thinner. Um, yeah, really everything's starting to get to where it's going. Let's see here. Wow, same build behind me. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I do think that this is actually going to be just like uh, Pete Streams with wide receivers. When you join one of our lobbies, you're going to be getting a, a, just yeah. a winger dominated uh situation okay. so i obviously take a ton of batherson oh, and a ton of connect um so i think I, here is my plan if it'll let me cue him i guess it will uh, i am not taking quinn hughes still just not really interested um so yeah i'll, I'll grab connect and i'll get to my fourth winger yeah i was hoping uh it's interesting for you on of would would be around and they're not yeah so. i they normally um, are but people are i mean this is yeah. this is where they should be going this is i mean I, I don't think they went too early i mean they got way above adp but um yeah these three are really probably correct where they go here right. and anyone that's asked me in, in my dms you know people are like what, what like what's one thing you'd want to say about you know and i'm like yeah, goalies are going way too late like just surprisingly too late um someone also mentioned uh don't bump in your rookie analysis and uh we will get to that right you have that for today i honestly ready to go i haven't i yeah i have not looked at uh rookie stats really uh for logan cooley because i was not expecting him to be in the nhl till this week so um i don't know what his i mean i know he was great as a freshman i don't know what his like shot rate was and everything like that um but the one thing with cooley that does concern me is that barrett hayden really showed out last year um, Ooh, and bad. if Cooley shows up and he's centering Jason Zucker and, you know, uh, what, uh, Matias Michelli, like, yeah, that's probably a good line, but like, it's nowhere near fantasy draftable. So I think you are sort of betting on Cooley, um, immediately ascending into the number one center spot with Keller and probably Schmaltz. Um, and I just, I don't know. I really like Barrett Hayton. I I'm right now not going to be taking either, uh, mostly because I'm not getting any Keller. Like I just, Keller goes too early for me, yeah. so I don't really see the need to stack. If I want to take a piece late, it's not going to be a center. It's going to be a D-man like Sean Dursey because mostly I'm done with center. Um, so, all right, okay. here's yeah, – We got a few more his... questions. But... All right, uh, the, the who are we who taking are we... this last this, goal? This is on Let's the list. not do that until after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that, is on the, that. that is on the list. That is on the, on the list. It's on the list. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, the next. So first off, one player we skipped was uh, Adam Fox, that we've missed here. Let me just kind of get us caught up, and then we'll get to the next question. Adam Fox. Uh, I, I, do you think correctly identified in this draft? Where was he? Sixty. Sixty-five. Almost. Yeah. He like. went way yeah. after. Yeah. Um, I just think Jacob. I, was, where, I, think God, I don't know. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. It, it, you know what? It, honestly, it's funny. Like, tell me why Brent Burns isn't go. It, it, wait, my talk about isn't going too hot. Yeah, he isn't. Like, it's like Burns or Adam Fox. Like, I, I yeah, almost think you could make a debate on that, but like, I still lean Burns. I think, and that's why it's kind of funny. It's like I think Burns, both of them, maybe a, a, a tad higher. Uh, Adam Fox isn't useless, but like being touted that as defenseman number two blew my mind. Um, yeah, probably right in this late fifties range is, is Adam Fox. Fox but anything was, else on Fox? Fox was D twenty two last year, and Burns was D sixteen last yeah, year. Yeah. Like both of those guys, technically, like when using their full stats, are going a bit high uh, based on like their production from last year. I do wonder how much of it was Burns, like just not being quite as comfortable being the Brent Burns that we knew and loved from San Jose, like right off the hop. Um, because I think if you cut the the season down to like first half, second half, I think he picked his like rates up. Um, but I do need to dig into that a little more because I was a bit surprised to see Brent Burns wasn't really a fantasy monster last year. Um, you know, it's been a while, it's been a long off season and whatnot, but um, you know, so right now, the main thing that I was seeing in our Discord about Burns was a Tony D'Angelo like FUD. I don't think Tony D'Angelo cuts uh-huh. in the Brent Burns' role whatsoever. So that's not a concern. But you know, the real concern of like is Burns gonna shoot as much? Um, like that that does kind of seem yeah. like a concern, which doesn't make sense because it's the Carolina freaking hurricanes, like they chuck pucks from everywhere. Um, but you know, a D sixteen yeah. last year doesn't really lie. It so. is all right. There's a, so yeah, many yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, is he okay? Yeah, we got yeah, we, we are getting way behind. So let me just get back to the original question that I kind of skipped from Carl here. It was maybe it's too general, but we got to take a PP1 forward on a bad offensive team or a guy who wouldn't likely okay. So, I mean, yeah, so it's like you know, it's I, I think the perfect example is like buying on Ottawa with the ambiguity of that. It's almost like buying in on a bit of an ambiguous backfield versus a handcuff type of situation where I don't think either are wrong. And I think it's almost thinking too deeply about this contest to like actually have like a strong stance either way. Um, I think you just make the correlation and the shot taking. So like, I would rather take a high shot, a uh, high rate shot guy on a team that I know he can kind of have that load and, 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 you know, that window's open for him, whether he's power play one or two and hope that he gets on power play one, then lock in a guy that is clearly net front. That is clearly a distributor on the power play one. Um, so I don't think about it for like the team as much as the player. Yeah, I think your internet uh, kind of died there. But um, to me, I'm very Most of that rarely taking sense. guys who aren't. Yeah, I, it's except for the wing position. I'm very rarely taking guys who aren't a top four player on their team anyway. So like they would be on the first power play. Um, there are only a few teams where I'll take like secondary wingers that are going to be power play too, almost certainly. Um, and it's because I know that they will correlate with a very high powered center. And that's really uh, about it. So I would side hundred percent with the power play one on a bad offensive team. Um, but yeah, that it mostly has to do with positions too. Cause like yeah. at center, I'm not doing that at wing. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll make some exceptions. All right. I think it's more the archetype of the player myself. Um, yeah, so nodding along to taking value. Well, you got to watch more hockey. Football sucks. Um, oh, yeah, the Canadian suspension thing, I just can't. Like, I can't, like, let that factor into my drafting right now when it, it literally – like, we know absolutely nothing about Batherson and that's – like, there's, there's no way to know. It's not like we – you know, I, I don't know. It's really hard to say, but I'm not – I mean, I'm drafting I just, right now, so I guess I'm not I mean, concerned, but – 
I got burned by this last year thinking that Batherson wouldn't be a top power play, like that the Brinkett would take his job. Without the Brinkett there, Batherson feels like he should be pretty much the same player as last year. I do think you have the bacon some possibility that he misses the first month of the season or something like that. We just don't know what the scope of these suspensions could be like. If the NHL wants to uh, basically put their foot down and say, like, look, we've had enough of getting dumped on for our inability to police our, you know, uh, basically to fix hockey culture. Um, we could definitely see an example made of these guys because apparently there's some pretty high profile names. Um, it was a pretty serious, you know, uh, allegation and substantiated one. I'm not really taking much of Drake Batherson, but, you know, that's more me doubling down on just the, the idea that I'm not sure that I feel overly comfortable getting a ton of Ottawa exposure um, at their just existing prices. Um, and that I think there's a lot of chefs to feed there. If Josh Norris plays a full season, I could totally see him mm-hmm. getting on the power play one. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of ways for Batherson to go wrong individually. And he doesn't really have that attractive an ADP, even though I'm desperate for wing options. Um, I just think there's sort of similar options right around him that I just prefer a bit more. So, um, that's yeah i think that's fair i mean i'm i'm just sort of buying the the peak it's kind yeah. of like the exact same scott we showed talking up. about where it's like I oh god he is a great shooter. wait yeah scott show shooter. show scott mcteam show scott mcteam show scott mcteam oh, i got elias Patterson, oh, Quinn Case, maybe. let's go yeah um, so matt already has ejected from the contest good for him love <laughs> to see it you're building yeah, quite a weird I, uh, team you're building a very really, Matt Moody team here. I don't know if I respect it. I really do want Quinn Hughes. Um, it's really tough to, to for me to sort of like, uh, like I think Quinn Hughes has a very, um, I think he could have the next 90 point season that comes out of nowhere for a defenseman. Um, Vancouver yeah. is so incredibly condensed that like, I really do want exposure to this team. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, annoying um i saw i saw the other day that there was a rumored myers for lebank deal basically just like here's your crap like give us yours and if that happened like i'm pretty sure i would just be all in on the canucks this year to make the playoffs you know everything else so um i I just think quinn hughes is a really freaking good player um i needed some upside at defense just given the way i set up my team and so um i felt like he sort of had that like truly point per game type elite upside um, and it correlated with my stand and taking Pedersen a few spots ahead of EDP at the turn. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that's what honestly, I it's um, funny that Drew, Drew Drew came up. It like I think it is honestly just like it's almost comical how many Ottawa Senators players get drafted comparatively to like their projection in the standings, where one, two, three, four, five forwards, which none of them say center, uh, make it six with the center, and then two defensemen. Mm-hmm. I've seen all three get get drafted you also have Kubalik here who normally goes undrafted but this is a guy that you know while probably not quite completely draftable especially on this team is a guy that produced last year at pretty high volume and even like Shane Pinto who is probably a second power play guy yeah 20 yeah. goal scorer here uh yeah. seems like an embarrassment of riches a team that has a lot but like but what yeah you go I, I really don't think you can take either of those guys in this format it, there's just there are no, very no, similar no, 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 players no, no, no. to them that, but, that have much better paths to be truly power yeah, play one guys. Yeah, exactly. Sort of my, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, for sure, for sure. I I very much agree. I'm not. Yeah, that's not my my argument. Isn't that my argument is that like there's a lot of firepower on this team and like how, like how many of those guys that you know pull back up again? How many of these guys can have 
you know, pay off their ADP, you know? And again, I think pay off their ADP is, is a little bit disingenuous. It's more of like, you know, be a, be enough of a factor to help you get to the playoffs. And it's, you know, if you're building good, strong, constructed teams, it doesn't matter anyways. Um, so, okay. First off, Biddington goes. So Matt, me and you can cry. Um, that was yeah. definitely going to be the guy that I took, but I, I will, I will go to Billy Huso Cause I think, uh, uh, is it Bernier's are back up now or Reimer, okay. Reimer. It's Reimer. I think Reimer's uh, dust ball. Um, yeah, I took Petrangelo. So I definitely wasn't taking your shade. Theodore, don't you worry. I know he's your okay. golden boy. Was, so we're kind of getting down was, to some of my favorite players right now. Um, all right, oh so... yeah. I had no, I just couldn't do it. I guess. Um, yeah, well, um, I'll wait so, another round on goalie and I'll grab I'll grab Brock, Brock Besser. Um I, I don't I like love much. Besser, but I do think that um I, I do think that Besser, Kuzmenko, Bavillier are the three Vancouver wings that I'm considering. Um and I do think Bavillier has a decent chance of popping off. Um he got the Bo Horvat role immediately when he was traded there. Doesn't mean it sticks year to year, but um, you know, he was relatively productive. I, I just think there's a lot to like with Pavilier in particular. So I thought about pushing it and you know, uh trying to get my stack later, but looking at the wing position, it's already a disaster and I need a couple more still. So um yeah, that's that's okay, why so I took quick quick through quick through Three comments. Number one, Mike, I mean, just it, you're literally describing the pillars of drafting right now. Yeah, like definitely ADP value, market inefficiencies. And, you know, if you ever listen to uh, what's it called? Why am I blinking? Um, Swolecast. It's kind of it, it, it's kind of like a, like a mixture, though, of like you can take your guys still, especially at this current landscape. But, you know, if you take your guys uh, way too early then other people are going to take your guys much later and you could just, you know, so I think working off ADP definitely is still good and taking advantage of market inefficiencies and then correlating. It's just kind of like secondary um, next the Vancouver exposure. Yeah. I think it is. Some of these guys are going really early. I think most of them going a bit earlier than I want, except for JT Miller myself. Uh, I think that Pedersen is fine, but just, again, I think a little bit early and that's why, like you said, your first take of him. And then this is a question that we did not cover. And I, you know, it's, Something that uh, we, we probably should. So uh, apologies if it's covered, but handcuffing goalie and no, no. Um, 60, 40, 10. Like I just, again, I, and I talked about this a lot last year when we did our streams that no one watched, but I'm much, 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 much more interested in taking a guy that I think is going to get more than that 60, 40 split and just praying that the peak weeks pay off like in at least once or twice rather than saying like, oh, like the backup on a really good team. And like, A, never going to handcuff. Like I'm absolutely not taking the same guy. I'm not rooting or like letting one of my, like one of my goalies early failing is just probably, you know, like that's really not going to work out. But the point is, I think the peak week for a guy, even like a, a Vishmelka is just unbelievably high with how many saves he might make in like two wins in a week that like you only need to pay off once or twice and you're good. Does that make enough sense, Matt? Or is there anything you want to add? I feel like I kind of like jumped around a little uh, bit. I- yeah, it's just an absolute no for me. Um, you're ideally taking goalies yeah. uh, to get that sort of like uh, dominant week, and there's just you're you're betting on too many things to go right for you when you're oh well this goalie is going to be hurt in February and then this goalie is going to be hurt in March and you're really hoping for the full net because guess what if you're taking a if you're taking a handcuff and they split a four game week two and two. 
you're, you're, you're not getting anything of value out of that. So handcuffing to me makes no sense um, in that, that there's just no reason for it. Um, so yeah, that, that, yeah, that's my stance. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the next comment is, has it ever, but I, I think the market being much more efficient is still kind of a low bar comparatively to like football where it's incredibly efficient. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think it's getting there. Uh, goalies. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goalies feel like, yeah, I think yes, but like, yeah, I mean, I never handcuff in an NFL either. Like I just don't do it. And I, I think there's like an easier case to be made maybe for handcuffing in, in football than goalies for sure. Like I think it's like logically I can maybe get there a little bit easier. Um, but I think we're caught up there. Let's, you know what, we're just gonna have to go back on some of these player takes. Uh, player situations. Um, we can just we I think can just one double that back. Kind let's, of... let's not waste time now. Like, okay. you got it. You can do it. No, I was trying to get the one that we're about to be coming up on. Yeah, right. why would I want to? Yeah, give... we've kind of already missed it. All right, fine. You're right. Let's just we'll continue this draft. We'll finish this up. We're going to be what we're four rounds away. Um, okay, so I'm at the what two six two two. Um, yeah, I'll grab, I'm going to grab Elvis. Um, I've taken some Cam Talbot thinking that like, maybe they hate Copley. Like maybe they just, they like literally like, no, they can't go forward with him because they tried to get Corpus Allo and didn't let him play in the playoffs. And then they go and get Talbot. Like that's kind of my, my next guy. Um, now that I'm done with goalie, if let's just see if you take a goalie here or not before I say any more, I'll wait for you. Um, I'm not sure what to do. Well, I'd draft someone personally. That's not. I tried to. I tried to star. Uh, I tried to star Horvat just to get center, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't I think Swayman's really sure like. Um, I'll take Kadri though. Okay. Uh, I'm back. On yeah, the I mean, there's there's an outside chance that Boston yeah. trades Olmark to to liven up their cap a bit. Uh, there's there's rumors about Shifley swirling and whatnot. So, whatever. Uh, I don't feel great. That, that's obviously a bad take, but um, all the wings are absolute garbage at this I, point. So I don't think I missed anything yeah, big. I'm, that's what I was scrolling for. I'm like, am I missing something at wing? And I yeah. don't think I am. So, yikes. Yeah, we'll we'll recap our teams a little bit. I'm just gonna take my potential power play two correlation with Patterson and, and Shabbat. Maybe mm-hmm. power play one. You know, you never really know for sure. Then any injury could change that uh, pretty quickly. But we'll recap teams. So I'll just kind of go over some of these late goalies right now because um, I think that it is a you know a lot of teams are gonna fall into the situation where they're gonna have to, to kind of dumpster dive. Um, for starters, I think that I'm fine with Gurchak off, but I'm not. That's not a guy I've taken yet. Um, I've taken. Yeah, Carolina's too smart. Never, Carolina's never going to let a goalie run the net for a week. Like it, it's just not happening in the regular yeah. season. Um, so like I don't think I'll take any of Anderson, Ranta, or Kochetkov. There's a there's a real chance. I've been reading beat uh, reporters like all week. Um, there's a real chance that they go to a three goalie setup. And they basically say, like, you know, uh, uh, Ranta, you're not dressing on Friday night. You're flying to Saturday. You're flying to Saturday's opponent and sleeping there. And you're gonna, you know, and you're starting Saturday. So like, they might literally carry three goalies all year. Um, it seems like they're very comfortable with that. And given they resigned both uh, Anderson and Ranta, that makes perfect sense. That that's their uh, outlook. So yeah, that worries me a bit. Um, I. 
yeah, I don't, I would not feel great about yeah, yeah. Um, any Carolina goalie personally, but I get the. So Anderson let's get, let's, yeah. I'm just going to run through okay. some of the really, really bad teams. Um, Kakinen and Blackwood. Um, I guess it's Kakinen, but like any thoughts on the Sharks taking one of them? Um, no, I, honestly, I very rarely let my goaltending situation get to where it looked today where like I'm sitting with Jari yeah. Kemper and then like obviously drafted Swayman, but I'm usually wrapping up like usually Kemper's my last goalie. Um, I just don't think you can afford to wait on goalies. Um, it's, it's just really tough for me to see a path where okay. one of those like sharks, one, you have to get the right sharks guy and two, they need to be the guy that you need to have. And I just feel like trading, you know, a worse wing, it's just so much more certainty in getting that goalie in the mid you know, in the 9, 10, 11 rounds, um, there's such a better chance of those guys being the guys you need in net than there are these 14th, 15th, 16th round goalies. And I don't think there's any difference in the wings. Like, I genuinely am, you know, fairly confident that someone like uh, Lafreniere or, um, you know, who the hell else, Bjorkstrand or Duclair or whatever the hell you want to say, um, is just going to finish better than you know someone like Jamie Ben or Zuccarello or Raquel or Hagel. Like there's just such little different distinction in my mind that I'm really trying to finish goalie um, early, and that's sort of where I wind up. But anyway, okay. uh, gun to head, Kakinen. But I, I will just give great. Yeah, choice. there you go. Perfect. That was the longest way of saying I'm never drafting one of them. But if I had to, um, the only other option I think is uh, a fan favorite from last year. I can't, uh, I, you know, go back to Jake Allen or going with Montembeau. Like, also, I, I probably yeah. just go Montembeau, I think. Um, but, I, yeah, I think Montembeau, Kakanen, Razik. Like, I'm just going to bet on one of these guys just, like, getting yes. hot for a couple weeks and, and carrying. And but that, that that's, that's really it. If it's far more clear in training camp that, like, one of these goalies has won the job or whatever, you know, oh, this is going to be our guy this year. Like, yeah, you might be able to project and get 48, 50 starts. Then I'm comfortable taking, you know, any goalie that has that confirmation. But at this point in the season where we don't know, uh, like, we truly don't know any of these situations or even some injury situations to, to still sort out in that, um, that, like, it's just so uh, – beyond me to, to think about taking those guys. So, all right, uh, let's see. So I'm done at every position except for Wang. Um, I mean, I gen generally do not take, uh, you know, what, four guys from the same team, but I actually think Bovillier is a really good option here. Um, yeah, and he's fine. I, I thought about it, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like I'm just burning one of Besser or Bavillier in my opinion, but um, that's okay. And then, I mean, this is an absolute disaster zone. Um, I'm going to take it shots on Tanner Janelle this year. Wow, um, I was not expecting uh, it, but I'll. Uh, it's with funny. with Kalorn yeah. with Kalorn out the door, I genuinely feel like there's actually a path for him to play in the top six in Tampa. They didn't trade all those assets for nothing. Clearly last year was just an abysmal down year for him. And like, yeah, people were drafting him like actually early last year. Um, you know, not early, but you know, in the mid to late rounds versus he's not getting drafted really at all this year. Um, and I feel like the outlook is pretty similar, if not 
better because he's now on a better team. So, um, you know, in the Kalorn loss, like okay. that really yeah. opens things up. So I'm I'm taking shots he's... on it. I'll probably not wind up with more than, you know, five shares or so if I max enter this thing. But um, I like it with my point Kucherov team just to see what happens. All right. Um, we got a question to Mark Marchenko here, and I I think I'm just not going to do it myself. He's like, just not going to. Uh, yeah, he's not going to do enough else. Is the problem? It's not that he's not going to have a role. No. It's that even if he does have the role, he's only good for goals, which obviously the the most important thing. But like, there are just it's just so hard yeah. to get like that level of goal scoring that you need to make up for the fact that he's never going to hit anybody. He's not going to block shots. Uh, he barely gets shots on goal. Like he's more of a finisher than he is a shooter. Um, and he has what, like seven wow. assists in his initial career. What about goals for assists? Five. Yeah. Um, maybe it's more. Uh, yeah. Also, I think this is actually an interesting point. The handcuffing goalie is kind of like handcuffing quarterback, really in general. Like that. That actually probably is a better game because it's like, like literally, yeah. like two running backs could have a peak week in theory. Like it's not. It's very unlikely, mm-hmm. but like. If two quarterbacks have a peak week, that is it's impossible yeah. almost. Um, and then am I going to go to waste management? I've not thought about it once, but uh, I'd love to go to the waste management in Arizona. I'd love to go to a, just a golf tournament in general. But, like, I feel like everyone I've known that's gone to any, like, bigger golf tournament is always, like, you know, it's great for, like, the one hole you're around the guys you're betting on. But then other than that, but maybe waste management is different. Um Although, yeah, this this week in golf, we will see if I win some money. Um, other guys in this range, so the, the one, you know what, while we're kind of at the end of the draft here and we've already finished, uh, yeah, Carolina. I want to build Carolina just as an example of why I've been taking a bit of bunting here. It's like, this is a really good team. Not many chefs in the kitchen, though, it feels like, comparatively to Ottawa. Like, you think about, like, the projection of this team in, in general, and as we talked about, like, they will shoot, like, there's going to be a guy in this mix that is either going undrafted or drafted really, really late, like Natchos and Bunting and like Jarvis goes here. Like, is it Teravinen? Is it, is it a rebound Teravinen? The guy was terrible last year, injuries and whatnot. Like, you go down the list, you're like, who is the guy? It just doesn't seem to be one. Like, Stephen Nason was probably one going undrafted. Like, also just doesn't feel like there's any chance his role is quite big enough. So, like, is Carolina a team you're going to take a shot on a guy? Late, late drafts uh, pretty much only bunting um like i'm not gonna take shot okay. with d'angelo I, I mentioned that a bit people are chattering a bit about him being power play one again i don't see that happening you know so that'll be a training camp thing if anything um and yeah you know nason just not going there uh he's not gonna offer enough uh like floor wise i think bunting well though you know uh he's been a perfectly capable player in the past and there's there's an outside chance that he sort of works his way into that gritty net front guy in their power play one um i was wondering about boone jenner a little bit i saw like he's fine right like he'll be back. i don't think he, i don't think there's any lingering problems with him um so yeah that, that's yeah, a guy because i saw that you know, uh, was it BR, BR Puck or whatever? It's super annoying Twitter account that I, BR open that I followed, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and they tweeted, like, the top six, and it didn't have Boone Jenner. And I was like, wait, what the hell? Like, who was, was good. I, I feel like I maybe should have taken her. Russell? Line Because they said Line so it'll go to – no, yeah, Ro- oh, Russell, Russell. Yeah, Russell with Line I'm like, okay. where the hell are they getting this from? Um, yeah. and, and Fantilli. No, it was Fantilli. 
Not even Rossi. Well, yeah, the head of his wing. Until I was so it, confused. Who, who, else, who else would be playing center, though? Line A is what you said? Line A. They had line A. Yes. I have yeah. no idea. They said Friends line A is going to play center. I'm like, where are you reading this? Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's – A, you know, let's kind of – want to go team by team here quickly? Just kind of take a look at sure. these teams. Is that okay? Yep. They're all in here anyways. Yep. So it'll be fun for them, fun for us. So yeah, we did we did get a you know a five center team to start. Not what I would have done. Yeah. I just would not have drafted Pavelski, even though the ADP seemed insanely good. Like four would have been my limit, and it was McDavid. Um, just probably not necessary. Really good McDavid sack. You get you know. I'm also never drafting Blake Wheeler. Uh, he will be zero percent. I guarantee it. Um, yeah, for me, like- I just don't think they're really carving out much of a role for him. What do you say? Yeah. Uh- they're, they're, this team is built like a Zamboni team, which um, you know this is this tournament's not the Zamboni. Like you're not getting an outsized reward for your team advancing to the playoffs. So uh, I, you know, uh, you're just not going to score enough points at wing for this team to make the playoffs. Uh, that's truly just what's going to happen here. So um, yeah, that, that's right. that's uh, team two. Okay, team two, uh, four six three three. And they added two guys right at the end here in Zegris and Erickson Neck. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a unique correlation, which I think is the exact no, we had the McDavid and Nugent Hopkins on, on the on the last stream. It, it's fine, it's fine, mm-hmm. you know, could definitely fill in a flex. Gensel, Viala, Tippett, Hall, Nertushkin, Terry, getting Terry and Zegris, uh, probably a bit unique at this point, although really, really yeah. easy to come by. Um, Bouchard, Dobbs, and Truba, and then finishing with a really, really strong top two goalie. So, which is why they went Logan Thompson yeah. so late. Which is another guy we didn't talk about, but I guess makes enough sense. Like if he's healthy, what if Aiden, Aiden Hill is a flash in, uh, you know, flash in the pan? Is that the right term? Um, yeah. What if so I think it makes sense to take a shot on a guy like yeah. that when you exactly like that's a guy like yep. if you have Sorokin and Demko, you might as well take a stab there. I, I agree with that. So I think it's a pretty yeah. strong team overall. Um, I, you know, I get why he went with Seagrass because he wanted that correlation, but yep. wing did kind of get a little bit thin, but that's fine. Yeah. This, this, I think is more Anything of a else? personal preference thing. And this is why I'm interested to get the data from this past season, because it's just not the same as two years ago, um, obviously. Um, so like for me, the, the fact that I'm missing this, the chance to get a wing that could theoretically fill one of the two mandatory wing slots is enough for me to not take Zegers there. But like, I totally understand why you would do that because it does offer more upside in the playoff weeks. Like, you know, what if, what if Nugent Hopkins is out and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, okay, well I need to fill my flex. Like there's a chance it's Erickson Eck, who I like him at ADP. I mean, he fell well past ADP in this room because, you know, every other position got hyped up. Um, but Zegris clearly has a ton. You know, he could easily put up six points in three games. And, you know, doesn't matter how many shots or hits or whatever he has, he's going to get there. So, um, yeah, I like okay. that. It's That's, not yeah. what I do, but, like, I, I understand why 4-6-3-3 there makes sense. And I love Jake sure. Truba. Another four six three three. I, I hate Jake Truba, but in yeah, this yeah. format, I mean, my God, like he's gonna pick up points every week. And if you need him, you know, that's great. If you don't, then like, yeah, you had a pretty good week from someone. So he's like the perfect guy for this format. Yeah, Ducks, one of two teams with four with four games of the final week of the or to, uh, final. Oh my God, mm-hmm. one of two teams, four games in the final week of the finals. And again, remember. Uh, when you look at that finals, like each week is actually separated. So like there's a one week of the finals, 
those scores will go in then the second week of the finals and those scores yeah. will be added. Um, so yeah, so next team, uh, McKinnon start, Aho took Jarvis. That was, I was talking about that last pick this year. Um, you know, again, another a pretty strong Carolina stack with Sveshnikov. Um, I wouldn't think in Patrick Kane because, like I said, I just still think he's just not going to play. Like maybe, but I'm not really buying it myself. Um, yeah, yeah, McAvoy is an interesting case. You know, it seems like that role could increase with him. And I, this is about the range we were drafting him last year, even with an injury that was kind of derailed the start of his year. So I have no problem with him. I also think he's a, he's fine where he's going. Um, and then, yeah, he kind of got boxed out on the last goalie, but like Vishmelka is the guy I would have taken there probably too, just for the upside that exists there. Um, not a whole lot here. I think it's yeah. just a good um, sound team. I just maybe wouldn't have taken Jarvis, but. Ben, Kane, Druin. I, I don't know that I'll be taking any of those guys. I, I feel like Jamie Ben is primed yeah, to lose his fair. power play job to a Wyatt Johnston um, or even a Logan Stankoven if he mm-hmm. makes if he makes the league this year. So his role is a bit tenuous. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I understand that he's the captain and he's probably not going to lose his ice time, but it does kind of feel like he's on the Blake Wheeler train where like he's just going to be totally ineffective. Um, at five on five. So also, um, and yeah, Kane, yeah, yeah. Nick, we don't there's no, there's no, there's no so, hiding. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It just, just no goes down the street. Nick. We're, we're going through every game. All right. Um, Matthews, going. Bedard, Balkan, Connor, Tuck, Drew, Bertuzzi, Zuccarello, Rust, Nino, Hamilton, Siderson. I mean, I'm probably not taking any Sanderson. Yeah. I think most Sider's still a touch early for me, but I love Dougie where he goes. Three goalies, I'm not taking any flurry. Um, but I think the other two are really strong. I just I think Gustafson, they just gave him the big contract. Like I, I worry that yeah, he's Gino on the outs. Um but center, you are loaded. Gino at pick one forty eight is absolutely obnoxiously good. Um yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Gino yeah, at the yeah, pick, that's... Honest. Um you know, I understand he's yeah. old, but man, uh, he's really good. Andrew can get his stacking mates late, like you did with Brian Rust. Um, but Raquel, Rust, Riley Smith, all those dudes are fantasy relevant. And there's a very good chance that all of those guys are in the top six. So, like, I don't think there's much risk. And then there's the upside of the power play, um, which obviously only one of them yeah, can get. I think... but, um, yeah, I, I like that. And I like this team, um, you know. Like I get it, cider and yeah. Sanderson I think the one whatever, I do think there's upside there. Yeah, I think the one change I would have made. I mean, I like I said, I think Sanderson's the one. I I see the case though. Like he did actually get some power play one run last year and whatnot. I think the change, in my opinion, that I probably would have made here is um. Why did I just? I totally had it. Um. Yeah, most cider. I think I would have taken a winger instead in that position. I think you you kind of needed it when you went Bedard Matthews. That that that'll be the change moving forward for me. I think if you just have one more guy in this range, you could have made up another defenseman later. That would have been just fine. Um, just don't think you had added as much value as you could have there. But that that'll be the one change. You know, just one note. Next, we have a three seven three three. Um, Zabinijad and Eichel are two guys I'm pretty fond of at, at their ADP right now for sure. Um, and I, I kind of like getting both of them. That's kind of fun to try to make up some ground on center. Tavares slipped really far too. Wow, he got the 92 ADP. Um, he was amazing last year after a down year, which you stacked with Barner, uh, Posternock took a quite a break on, on wingers there, but I think you came together <laughs> with some decent upside yeah. players. I mean, I'm not drafting a lot of Mark Stone, but as he slips, it's going to be time to get him in there again. Um, Duclair has been one of my favorite late guys. 
you know, Verona, I haven't drafted yet, but I get it. Andersley, I also yeah, haven't drafted Duclair, yet. But I, get I mean, it. look at look um, at Duclair going. Duclair went the pick after Malkin, which is just crazy, but it shows that when we do this sort of thing, <laughs> there are people in here who understand, like, you know, they understand the mechanics of the game and, you know, who, who scores points. Like, and yeah, that, that is, I think, totally warranted yeah. given the, the room and whatnot, but just very funny, the uh, distinction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know Jersey's what your problem the guy is. That I, I get every time I... Wait, what? I don't know what his problem is with what? this team. It's fine. Um, maybe a bit light on Corbin. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem. Like, I don't know. You got Tavares minor. It's pretty damn yeah. good to me. But that was yeah. That was the point I was about to make. Was like I'm really looking at Jersey when I draft Keller, and I haven't done it yet. But I think it's that could actually be strong um, later on. So I, like I would definitely have queued him up a little bit higher. Um, I think you probably wanted Theodore, and Matt took him from you. So. Maybe just know if you're in a lobby with Matt, that might happen. If you've taken the Eichelstone uh, yeah. correlations, you're probably screwed if you don't get him earlier because Matt is on it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think a guy that I, I had thought about. Yeah, so the guy that I haven't drafted yet is Sidney Crosby. I feel like I forgot how good he was last year until recently when I was looking at some of the numbers. Like, guys still got it, so – no problem getting him well after ADP. I think again, waiting on centers is going to continue to pay off, and you ended up getting three, you know, pretty pretty good guys here. I probably wouldn't have gone up and gotten Lindholm at that point, but let's take a look at the rest of the team. Um, yeah, the Chuck Panarin. Anytime you can Gable. build around yeah. Jonathan Huberto, you just got to do it, Wookie. Kudos to you, bud. Kudos. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not taking much of the Buberto myself, um, but I get it you look at those, you know, the, the two years ago and you're like, what if he's even close to that? But yeah, you absolutely smashed the Calgary flame stack. So if they come back to life, boy, are you good? Defense is incredibly strong. Like I, I love those three. Even if Montreux misses yep. some time, you're fine. Like if you miss it the first month of the year, you're freaking <laughs> ready to go. Ryan Hart. Um, yeah. Yep. And Brian Hartman, I know I drafted so much of him last year. He's probably my worst pick. And then goalies, I can't see. I don't look down here. Yeah. Yeah. Saros Vanacek. Gibson, sure, sure. Um, uh, where are we at? We're at okay. We're at GA now. Let's get to the let's get to the big, the uh, the Wilds fan. See, I think yep, Capri's off to start. So yeah, Stamco, Shifley, Nelson. No, I mean I'm not drafting a lot of Brock Nelson, but he's definitely fine at his ADP. Uh, Kaprizov, Ovechkin, Ehlers. Wow, that's that's pretty fun. Those guys love shooting the puck. Defoley, I. Again, if you're drafting to Foley, like there's such an easy peak case to make. Like he just is on the first the power hell? play. Like it's him how and Timo. How in this room did did Toffoli fall nine picks after EDP? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Yeah, this is a really, really strong four wingers. And I and I, again I said it on the stream, like I'm loving Tom Wilson and Ovechkin together. Like I think in that peak Tom Wilson week, it's probably because Ovechkin and him other on the power play together, which isn't confirmed by any stretch. But I think if you look at this Capitals team, um, it's sort of like, okay, Ovechkin, John Carlton, maybe Pacioretty's Achilles miraculously recovers. So, okay, so we have one, two, three, four, five, maybe. But Tom Wilson kind of makes sense in that mix as well. So um, You're going to need multiple injuries for Tom Wilson to be on the power play one. I kind of promise you that. Um, I would take Tanner Juno on the season right, straight right. up over uh, over Tom Wilson. I wow. think Wilson's cooked. You want 25, 25 bucks on who has more fantasy points in this format? Sure. Perfect. It's locked. 
Um, yeah, rest of the draft super. I, yeah, no problem. Especially guys, John Carlson and Ovi. That that is going to be, that is going to be the one. I think that one stack that we're all just like, wow, man, that is going way too low. Should have gone a lot higher. Um, and yeah, Schmid is actually an interesting case. Um, I, I I could see that, especially when you have yeah. Vasilevsky. That's going to be your, you know, your clear bell cow goalie. Um, Corbisalo, pretty solid. It's like maybe you take a stab at Schmid and, and Logan Thompson when you have those incredibly high ceiling goalies already. Like if you need the third goalie because you actually need a third goalie to contribute, not these guys. But when you already have Vasilevsky and you already have Shesterkin and Sorokin, maybe you take a stab on a guy that is a bit more in an ambiguous goaltending situation like Schmid who could steal. And has, and has I think that pedigree. option definitely I mean, exists. Yeah, prospect pedigree is, is I think you know, like when there's that pedigree there, there's a chance that there's mega upside versus like a run of the mill backup, which those two guys are not. So, um, next up 23 years old. Um, okay. Yeah. We can, yep. We can keep going. Um, wait, uh, we're on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, like, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. So Hughes, he went, team yeah, up. he got Jack Hughes. Eight. Nice. Yeah. Wow, all the, the three, the three stooges, if you will. Um, Norris, good power play, upside play, but took him a little early here. Probably, probably could have waited, um, especially in this lobby. <laughs> it seemed like everyone kind of knew to wait on center. Uh, Nachos, I, I think Nachos is just objectively correct here, though. Like, I have him a bit higher than some other centers in that range. Like, mm-hmm. this guy was shooting last year. He, he just has to. He has to be a focal point of this offense. They have to get him going at a really high level. And they're just going to, I think going to really put him in the right situation again um, to be a top performer. So yeah, Timo, Dabrinkit, Brat, Busnevich. I mean, yeah, no problem with any of these guys. I do worry about Patrick playing at all this year, but I just have no idea. Um, I haven't taken him yet, but I, I could see a situation where if he slips to the absolute last pick, I might grab him here or there. Uh, we know what he can be if healthy. So uh, no problem with any of those picks. Yeah, Fox, incredibly after ADP. You took Mike Matheson, the guy that won me 10K. Um, haven't taken him yet, but definitely, definitely will be at some points. Um, yeah. With Cole Cockrell got any one that's in on you. Yeah. Did you take Cole Cockrell? Because that could genuinely be the right? poor man's uh, – that could be the poor man's OV Carlson, the Caulfield uh, Matheson. So – Honestly, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really – I think he makes a ton of sense. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And then George, you have Markstrom, Grubauer. It's hard to argue with any of those guys. Yep. Like, other guys I like a little bit more in that range, maybe, but they all went way too early. Or not way too early. Well, they went way earlier, like the, your Demcos yeah. and whatnot. Uh, so next, Novo Sox uh, here in, in this lobby. Oh, he got the he got the Miko Makar stack to start. Really, really cool. Kairu Kempi, two of my top guys. I'm taking probably 0% Kopitar, but that late, again, I get it at 153, like whatever. Um, Clayton Keller, Goudreau, yeah. there's Cole Caulfield, my boy. Uh, but Jer- Jared McCann, he's sitting here right behind, right behind me, actually. Old Jared McCann. Um, I will be seeing him live for game two. Uh, yeah, home game two next year. Jared McCann right there. Uh, a Terry Lekkinen. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, Eberly done. Wow, so you kind of built out a three-man Seattle stack. <laughs> probably, probably yeah. stop at three every time with them myself. I don't know if I'm going four or five. Uh, yeah, Dowdy also just going incredibly late. Like they traded Jersey. Like who is going to be? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they go go to the yeah, Kings defense, and it's like uh, it's Brent so. Clark or Dowdy, really. And you know, Clark is so yeah. The only other guy is yeah. He's supposedly gonna come in. You know. Uh, 
hit the ground running and who knows what Dowdy has left, but it does seem like Dowdy's going to get a lot of rope to, to be their number one still. Um, and just kind of hope that, um, you know, just hope that Clark uh, doesn't get there till next year, basically, because there's, there's no reason to think Brian Clark For is sure. going to be a stud, but um, yeah, it's one of those situations where Dowdy in a real, you know, probably ends up in the one forties ADP wise, just because, He's got a pretty bankable role, but actually, I don't know, because there's a lot of, I mean, that's the thing with defense. There's a lot of guys that have very solidified roles versus wingers just get jumbled around so much um, that it's a bit tougher to have that certainty. So uh, maybe Dowdy doesn't move up a ton because guys like Vince Dunn are only a few, you know, a couple of rounds ahead of him when, you know, yeah. coming off the season he had. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Goalie's a little weak for me. He's only moved down. Gustafson. Yeah. Gustafson and Levi, I just don't know what the bull case is on those guys playing more than 45 starts this season. Um, that, that's my main concern. Maybe Gustafson takes over Flurry entirely, but um, I don't think Levi plays more than half the games in Buffalo, and he's going way too early for my liking. Um, and then obviously Cam Talbot, just a shot in the dark trying to fill starts. But that's the only thing I would say, that like these three goalies, I don't know if there's a bell cow in here, and that worries me a lot. Okay, that that's fair. Uh, we're down to one more, right? One more than it? us. Yeah, one more than us. Um, so we got the Rupe Hint, Wyatt Johnson, Larkin center. I guess the three, interesting. Eight, yeah, Wyatt Johnson going this late. I mean, wow. yeah, Brady Stutzel, Oh boy. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Tarasenko, Kuzmenko. I mean, yeah, a lot of I, – I just would not have taken Connor Brown. I would have taken a center at 183. I'm sure there was just guys – like, not with McDavid. I don't really see why I'm taking Connor Brown ever personally. Um, good, sound three defensemen. Seth Jones slips a good, a good bit past ADP. We kind of made the, you know, bare bowl case on him. But three guys that could all have peak upside. And then only two goalies. Again, maybe you grab a third. But I guess, you know, Pellebuck and Bennington are actually really, really, really good. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't really have an issue with it as much as, like I said, I probably wouldn't have taken the eighth guy. Yeah. Like Wyatt Johnson. Or Wyatt, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's fine. Um, yeah. I mean the, the one, so I've considered in these lobbies going with two of the center and goalie positions when I take two studs early. Um, I think I did it once maybe at, in goal. Um, but in any case, I think there's a case to be made that like that actually could be valuable because, you know, I guess what if Hellebuck gets hurt, you're kind of done anyway, unless, you know, Sorokins are picking up the weight or something like that, where you're grabbing two studs um, and just sort of saying, I don't need the third guy. Let's throw that at wing because, you know, we need to fill two of those every week. So on, so on. I've been pounding the table for that all the time. I don't know if that's actually a workable strategy though, because, I, we just we haven't seen it in action um so it's really tough you know i don't do sims or anything like that so it's tough to figure out like what are the marginal points being added in that situation but to me i think the argument is there that an eight wing setup does make sense i just don't think i would do it with bennington even though i like bennington a lot he's my highest on goalie at the moment i just don't think there's enough of a case we made that he's a top five top seven eight goalie in the league this season um, even if he starts, you know, the eighth most games in the league. 
um, that like he can carry me through the entire season, which is why, you know, I would get three goalies in with him, but you know, a, a Igor and Soros or something like that. Like I would, you know, I would consider doing that personally. And then if I did that, I would move that extra slot to the wing position. So I don't really have too much of a problem with the, ex- you know, with the execution here. It's just more of the specifics on, you know, Bennington, but also maybe I'm salty because I, I got freaking Swayman instead of Benning- Bennington, like I had hoped. All right. Final Our two teams. teams. I'm not going to go into much detail. Yeah. So Sucks. Sage Thompson, I, I take it back. Okay. <laughs> Sage Thompson, JT Miller, no for that. I, I, I honestly, the, the I was, I don't know if anyone was noticing me on screen, but the Jenner versus Bo Horvath situation for me, it's like I take the correlation with Jenner, Line, uh, and Morensky, or I take Bo Horvath, you know. It was tough. Uh, I think I think you could easily evade the case. I made the wrong pick here, but I was just so enticed by this, you know, former 40 goal scorer, goes to a new team, struggles. Could he get it right next year? Could he get back on track? The role is there. The contract, you know, he was, he's only 28. It's not like he should have fallen off a, uh, a cliff. You know, this guy had, had 38 goals last year, largely before yep. he was and, um, reminder, he didn't get to play with Matt Barzell 30, at all. Barzell played like a game and a half before he got hurt in this rest yeah. of the season. I really do like that a lot because I like Matt Barzell a lot. Um, it's a little unfortunate yeah, oh, that yeah, Barzell yeah. was yeah. as well. I, it's, it's not really useful in this format, honestly, because like I don't think Barzell or even Horvat are that great as like your third center. But, you know, just thinking about their upside cases, I really do think that come DFS time, like those two guys could be you know, an electric factory given yeah. Barzell's game breaking ability and Barzell's ability to find soft spots. Yeah. Barzell not because I, I think he'll play I think I think he's yeah. Anyway. He, he's draftable. He should be back. Anyways though. Uh yeah, Robertson, Forsberg, Line, Connectney, Batherson, Raymond, Bunting. Couldn't find a problem with any of those guys. If even if you tried, all perfect players, perfect situations have never made a mistake, um, other than Batherson. Um Wierenski, Petrangelo, and Shabbat. Now, Shabbat, I think it's sort of the situation of, like, I know Wierenski is kind of the, the leader of the pack there as far as their offensive defense then go and their first power play, and I think that he's going to have a really good rebound year, a guy we were taking earlier last year. Um, Petrangelo, again, don't really have any concerns about his role. Um, Shabbat is the one that's kind of boomer bust. You know, I think he went a bit after well, – he did go 20 after – I think he should probably be in that 45, you know, right in the middle here. It was where he probably should be getting drafted. Um, you know, I do think this is a guy that has all of the skill and all of the upside in the world to be a really, really good fantasy defenseman and kind of showed a flash before the injury. Um, last year, he played 68 games, you know, 41 points, still not quite enough to, to kind of be this elite defenseman that I think a lot of Ottawa fans think he can get to after, you know, some really strong early years. So yeah, he's he's 26. Like I don't know what the next step looks like for him. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it feels like it's just not going to ever happen. But on the same token, this was a guy going way, way, way earlier last year because of the potential role. And this team, as you know, I talked about it nauseam already, has a ton of gifted goal scorers. I think there's peak weeks in him. Um, So I like my defense, and then yeah, Ottinger, uh, Merce Lincoln's is sort of your you know, your, your poor man, Bennington, where again, I'm kind of betting on 
the Blue Jackets. So I thought he made sense to bet on with, like if he can rebound and get back to what his pedigree sort of was. Um, and then who, so I, like, I, I think with Detroit, it's sort of like, if this team is good, I can't imagine a scenario James Reimer's really pitching in and making that happen as much as it's just Huso actually being a good goalie again, which he was fine last year. Um, so I, I like him in his range a bit more than the rest, uh, other than nice Jennington, like we talked about. Nice job staying um, brief on this. Well, well, you just talked for t- two minutes about every single one of your draft picks. Um, I just uh, I have it up were, for other purposes. But let's play name the Ottawa defenseman who had better points per 60 at 5 on 5 than Thomas Shabbat. Uh, Jake Sanderson, uh, Eric Brandstrom, mm-hmm. uh, Travis sure. Hamanick, Nick Holden. Um, yeah, all those guys had better 5 on 5 point per 60 marks than Shabbat, as did, uh, I mean, of course, did uh, Jake Chikrin. Yeah, Jake Chikrin was seventh yeah. in the NHL. <laughs> Shabbat was uh, 100. Way outside the hundreds. I mean, Ch- Shabbat just plays empty empty calorie minutes. I, I I personally don't think he's a very good fantasy defenseman whatsoever, and I think he loses his job to Chikrin this year. But I mean, that's my personal take. Um, you know, I get it. He's he's gonna play a ton of minutes regardless. Shabbat is so like, yeah, he could get there. He's on a team that should score a lot. So hey, maybe we see it. Um, he's just not my guy. Yeah, though. that's exactly anyway. exactly. Go over um, your team. All right. So yeah, I took uh, what I took. I'm not looking at my team. I took Kucherov and Pedersen at the 12-13 turn. It's just, it's a tough range. Um, so I like those two guys. My first Pedersen share in my 19th draft. Um, so around that, I got Besser and Bovillier. I also wanted Quinn Hughes. I talked a bit about the upside case for Pedersen probably involving Quinn Hughes. And I just want pieces of Quinn Hughes because I think he's really good. Um, so... That's sort of the crux of my team. I stacked a Braden Point with Kucherov. I grabbed Tanner Janot in the final round. You heard us uh, wager the Janot versus Tom Wilson uh, just a bit ago, so that's cool. Um, and in the mid-rounds, I grabbed Boldy, Marchiso, Kreider. Of course, had to finish off the Shea Theodore uh, for my, uh, let's see, I think that's 70% owned. So some what is 70% of 19? I don't know. Basically, every draft I get into, if I leave without Shea Theodore, I'm crying. Um, and goalie, I have Jari Kemper, and then I got auto drafted Swayman. But do as I say, not as I do. I, I would not take Swayman in many circumstances, but I just I panicked, I froze, um, looking for wings. I did not find any, and that's why I end up with uh, Swayman. So, yeah, I'm not great. Uh, I'm, I don't feel great about this team, but I think it's solid enough. You know, it's a very clear bull case on Vancouver, Tampa, and just see what happens. So, um. I did want to make the case for why Shea Theodore should be like way, way, way higher drafted than he is currently. Um, so right now, Shea Theodore goes as what? D, uh, what's his D number? 24. Yeah. 24. So let's, uh, yeah. So I'm on natural stat trick over the last three seasons at five on five. Uh, Michael Stone retired in terms of shots per six or I course per 60. Dougie, Bouchard, Yossi, Chikrin, Theodore. Great. That's top five over three years. Um, points per 60 at five on five. Carlson, Makar, Yossi, Theodore. I mean, f- incredible. Like right there, fourth among that list, better than Taze, Chikrin, Fox, Bouchard, Carlson, Dougie, everyone besides Carlson, Makar, Yossi. Um, last season, which, by the way, I don't have pulled up that 
Uh, Theodore outscored every defenseman in the playoffs besides Bedard, who I love. Um, but Shea Theodore, uh, I scrolled down to find Chama Shabbat, was second in the NHL in points per 60 for a defenseman behind only Eric Carlson. Better than Josh Morrissey, better than Vince Dunn, better than Cal McCarr, better than Dougie Hamilton. Last season alone, uh, Icorsi per 60 at 5-on-5, he still comes in 11th. And, you know, not quite as high as his three-year rolling numbers, but this is a top 10 shooter, a top five point producer who is getting top power play run. I mean, we saw what full form Vegas looks like. They're really freaking good. They they run their offense from their defensemen. I, I don't get it. Shea Theodore, I would take him at 60. He's, I would take him ahead of Evan Bouchard at sometimes. And he just goes 130. It's just kind of like, okay, uh, I'll take that every single day. Um, so that's, that's my flag plant this season. If you guys think you can get him at, you know, uh, 110 and beat me to him, guess what? I've already taken him at 105. So, um, you know, uh, Shea Theodore is just, I think an awesome, awesome player. And really, I don't know what numbers you could look at. Like, it's, oh, well, maybe he doesn't hit as much, but like, I, I don't know. Like Cal McCarr doesn't really have those rates either. Like, it's just one of those things where I don't understand. This dude is made for fantasy. He's getting power play run. It's not like he's only a five on five player. Um, and he's one of the best in the league at his position and is not drafted like it. So there, there's my soapbox. I, I just, you know, I've been staring at those stats for like two weeks now, just wondering when the time is to absolutely blast off because I'm reasonably confident that you sharp people are going to go, Hey, yeah, maybe he has got a good point and, you know, start taking him in the hundreds. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, what else do we have to cover from your list, DJ? All right, let's look here. Uh, Edmonton stacking, which actually this draft ended up being a really, really good example because I think, again, the one and two, why am I scrolling so far? Just get back to the one and two, DJ. Perfect. The one and two are going to be set up to stack Edmonton because, number one, they're going to be taking Edmonton probably one or two. Um, Number one went McDavid, Hyman, Kane, and Nurse. Um, And number two went... Dreisaitl, Nugia Hopkins, Bouchard. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's super easy to do. And this is a point that you kind of wanted to cover. Um, I think I know where you're going to go, but yeah. I'm just going to let you go there when you're ready. I got it last year with Evander Kane. We hadn't seen it. You know, the, the ADP was right, everything else. Um, but we saw it. And guess what? Hyman, Kane, they're interchangeable. Who cares? Why are they being drafted so early? I don't know. Uh, because their power play which, by the way, their power play is the reason Connor McDavid is lapping the field. It's not because of his 5-on-5 production. Uh, their power play is going to run through Dreisaitl and Bouchard. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is guaranteed that fourth spot. He probably doesn't have another 100-point season, but you're fighting for the scraps of one roster spot, and you're giving up serious, serious competition to get these Hymans and uh, the Vander Canes. Like, I don't get it. So, I mean, that, that's that's basically my, my stance. I like taking shots on freaking Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown far more than I, I like getting those guys early just because I don't see a Connor McDavid nuke season as anywhere close to, to, to necessitating either of those two guys to pop off. And they're just being drafted way too early for my liking. So grab Bouchard a hundred percent, like every time that's great. Um, and everyone else besides like just taking punts late, like I think you can taper it off because honestly, it's going to be the McDavid dry saddle show, you know, in most outcomes. 
So, uh, yeah, I would just taper your expectations for McDavid's wings because we just don't know who the power play guy is going to be and who's going to be the guy that pops off if McDavid does. And odds are it's no one because it's going to be dry sidle. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think Hyman definitely got there. I mean, Hyman got there last year at ADP for sure. I think him getting there again, you know, getting to that 750 fantasy yeah, points. Yeah, guess what? Evander Kane. A little bit tough. Uh, yeah, Evander Kane suffered a freak awful injury. Um, you know, odds are that. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I guess it's more of like the inverse of JT Miller, where JT Miller was going, I think, even earlier than 34 last year. And even though he was really good, it just didn't feel like he met his expectation. Where Hyman just blew his expectation out like, of the just, water. So I think people are like rewarding him give more me and like rewarding that correlation again. Yeah, I would yeah, rather yeah, try to win the goalie yeah, position with McDavid and take, you know, one of those studs than try to stack him up with, you know, his line mates because I, I just don't think that's useful. Um, all right, what's next? I don't think we need to go too, too deep on the – yeah, the next one, not too deep. It, it was just kind of Goudreau, Line A slash Columbus in general. Um, good. I, I don't think we need to say much. Like, it's pretty – yeah, it's good. I like it where it is, everything. I think the I only think... thing is, are you going to be taking looks at, like, Adam Fantelli with it? Yeah, I think you should one flip the ADPs in a in a you know uh, accurate world of Gaudreau and Line. Like I, I don't think Gaudreau's gonna put up a twenty twenty one season uh, again. You know with Fantilli at center or whatever. Um, and no, I don't think I'm taking any centers with them besides Boone Jenner. Um, I just I want to see it in training yeah, camp first. I don't really trust. I don't trust Mike Babcock to 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 not play Boone Jenner a ton. And Boone Jenner is an awesome fantasy player if he gets the minutes. So like, oh yeah, there's really no harm I think in waiting on Fantilli, um, specifically, um, just to see where he's lining up in training camp. Mm-hmm. All right, so next is Mo Sider. I think that defensive range in general, but um, about it. people were kind of, you know, at, yeah, we kind of talked about it already. So, okay, not a whole ton. He's like, just again, not, I do think he's just not for me. Like, I, I don't think he has any sort of offensive pop upside in the way that I would want for someone that's going in this range because again I'm really all these spots I'm like can I get a goalie can I get a goalie that's really what's going through my head uh, because one I'm wired to try and get a winger but most of the time you can't get a great winger so you're making choices between you know subpar wingers or you know good defensemen good goalies almost every time when Sider's on the board there's a better goalie that I that I like personally a lot better so Oh uh, yeah, you're showing Stu Skinner. That's great. <laughs> like that that's the perfect comparison. Where like I would much rather get a Skinner um or Samsonov um in that sort of range ADP wise, a Demko for sure. Okay. Yeah, we could kind of get away from the, yeah, I I'm also I have 0% still. It's just again, yeah. he just hasn't slipped far enough. Um I mean, I'm, I'd head Philippe Forsberg. I I don't think there's a lot to say. He's he was uh, really, I put him on this list because of where he was going. He's already jumped a ton. I think he's going to continue to rise um, from where he started, which was like freaking 90 ADP. I mean, I don't think he's Jack Hughes of last year by any stretch, but like, I, I think he's still an uh, incredibly, incredibly good player who is going to be the entirety of their offense. So um, he's my highest drafted player right now. Anything you want to add on Forsberg? Um, I would take him with Yossi. I, um, you know, I struggle to see him really his bull case being in the top 15 at wing. Um, but, you know, once you take Yossi, you're betting on that offense being respectable. Um, and there's yep. a chance that Brunette really opens things up. So I see it. 
Um, I, I like Forsberg the player. I'm not sure that his rates are enough for me to really be <laughs> bullish the way you are. Um, but you know, I, I hope it works out for you because it well, would be fun to, to see him have a full well, season. Well, where going? But again, I, I was yeah, thinking that's like my yeah. third and fourth winger, and it's like okay, yeah. you know, because I think the bull case is again, it's almost yeah. he's eight, he's eight, he's just winged twice right now. So if he was at ninety, he would have been like thirty. So yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Wing twenty sounds about right to me. Maybe a tad lower, like. 22 23 he, he's getting um, there he's absolutely get getting it. i was trying to trying to go back to a couple of my first drafts but the the next player in general uh I, I, honestly i think this will be summed up as the the king's wings um there's three of them with kempe mm-hmm. and Gopadar. um you know yeah. which one of these guys is not in the first power play sadly for me it's probably arbiton so yeah definitely. this kind of these two in general um yeah, so it's it's take take away Arvidsson. It's these guys on the first power play probably. Anyone going too early? Anyone going too late? Anyone you're trying to get uh, more exposure to, like just in the vacuum of this power play? Um, I mean, not really, but uh, late round flyer uh, Arthur Kaliev. There's uh, and there's a huge role open for him because they had to ship out both Bilardi and Iafalo. Um If Kaliev gets a regular mm-hmm. role in the top nine, uh, he could absolutely blast off i mean on a per minute basis let's see if i still have it up um so obviously this is per minute so it's not like uh you know <laughs> you need the minutes uh, but on a per minute basis arthur kaliev was uh the wing 36 last year and you know he's like 21 like he's you know uh he's a lethal scorer if he gets power play time you know even secondary power play time with 15 minutes a night he could get there um, and it's more than likely he plays alongside Pierre-Luc Dubois um, or Fiala at five on five. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's likely that Kaliev plays with Kopitar Kempi. So um, I like getting those, t- you know, if, if I take Dubois or Fiala, taking Kaliev sometimes is like the upside piece, I think makes perfect sense. You just kind of hope that Kaliev earns the role, but he's got all the talent. He's got an amazing shot and he's, you know, puts up rates like no other. So um, very similar. Yeah, well, yeah, Forsberg was starting at ADP. Yeah, he started at ADP 79, so I was close. 79. Yeah, definitely. And that makes too sense. Too low. Yeah. Getting. Um, we already talked about Toffoli. We probably already talked about Huberdo a little bit. Anything yeah, we that you want to add on Huberdo? Or... Okay. Sucks. No. Uh, talked about Theodore for sure. Um, and then we talked about late round goalies. Yeah. So there's two left. And okay. it's kind of Pittsburgh in general. I think that they're. I, at first, when I saw I, this, I was like, uh, what's I, the question? But then. Okay. No, Did you have anything? Because I talked about this pretty pretty extensively when we were talking about Malkin and the wings. So, yeah, I don't think there's a ton more to add. I, I yeah, you go, you go. No, I, I already, I already talked about Smith and Rust yeah. and how I like that range and pairing yeah. him with Malkin, so so on. So, what are we saying? Yeah. More time. I think they're all viable. All makes sense. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, there's seven guys here, all kind of power play. We, we, we know the top three guy, four guys here are going to be on it. So like Rust, Raquel, and Smith all kind of fighting for that last spot. But in, in that sense, I still think you could buy any of them at their ADPs. So, yep. And then the last thing was, honestly, I think it's just flyers in general. Um, and I think when this question came up at first, it was maybe a bit more, huh, and now it's like, well, obviously it's connecting and tip it. And if they get moved, if they don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, both have kind of climbed up to their correct ADP. I think it's 
still kind of crazy to think about the year all intent that had. Um, <laughs> like maybe not getting talked about enough, yeah. especially in, in most fantasy circles, let alone our small niche of degeneracy where it's starting to get there. Like this guy truly does have at 24 years old, some unbelievable upside um, in that position. Only played 77 mm-hmm. games. So he had five more games in the Knicks. This kind of feels like, where I bet, which it says, yeah, now 50%. This kind of feels like last year's Victor Arvidsson to me, only I think the case for him is even better um, than Victor Arvidsson's. Like, Victor Arvidsson's made sense with everything, except we weren't positive on that power play role. I, we're positive now with Tippett. Like, whether it's yeah. the first or second in your head, it's the first, and it's going to be the guy they are feeding. So he's climbed a good bit. I think it's, again, I'm still going to be buying on him in this range quite a bit. Yeah, and I I don't think that Cam Atkinson or Sean Couturier are worth the risk. Um, they, they've just missed so much time, even if they do play, that I don't know that they'll be anywhere close to their like fantasy reliability. Um, so, frankly, if I miss on Connect Me Tippet, like, there's really no point in doing anything else on this team. Like um, that, that's more of a DFS thing um, for, for me, like the Morgan Frost stuff and, and whatever you- else. Could you even see a world where you take a? I mean, I have a Cam York is probably just doesn't shoot enough to even get you even There's, close. But is there any? Yeah, I w- it would have to be on a Tibet or Connecty team, um, and yeah, that, yeah, that's like maybe once or twice in training camp when we know that it's not going to be, uh, you know, Ristolainen or Sandheim running their power play one, which you know. Uh, we trusted Torts with Tippett and he rewarded us. I don't know how many times going back to that well will pay off for us. So, um, yeah. That's, Ronnie Adder. That's about it. Come on. It's just not. Like, Ronnie Adder, power play one. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's not, not. It's not. It's not it's happening. Not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's probably a good spot to stop then. We're hitting the hour 37 minute mark here. Uh, any more questions that want to trickle in right now? I think most people are starting to get on with their evenings and go to bed and stop being degenerates. Um, but yeah, yeah, starting next Tuesday, every Tuesday, um, we'll not always do a draft unless if, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of crowdsource a bit and we'll see what everyone wants and we'll do what we're going to do. Um, data, sure, this week's Hopefully coming to an week. end. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping next week at the latest. I, I was told a couple of days ago, like it's coming. We're on the way. It's going to be here. So that August first. I, I don't know who's cooking it up, but they are. They are. <laughs> it's going to be chef's kiss. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. Someone's got to click enter on a keyboard, but whatever. Um, they'll get to us. They don't care. They're launching new NFL contests today and whatnot. So um, yeah, fill rate's been unbelievable. I, I'm really, really, really happy early on with how this has gone. Um, already up to 11, over 11 percent no it's the rake we're already up to 11 percent. that's the fill um <laughs> oh boy <sighs> but no i really i really am pretty proud of, of this early surge um and i feel like it's only going to continue to get stronger the more we build this community out um you know if you have friends that love fantasy hockey think it's really really easy to convince them just you know tell them that it exists and maybe they'll give it a try because fantasy hockey in a season-long format is hell on earth i don't know how we will do it more than one league at a time um without wanting to die and i never actually set my lineup so join <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah that, that is true um anything else from you 
No, that's all I have. Uh, next week, we maybe we can go through some of our exposures of the more finely toothed combs, you know, showing who we have. But uh, uh, well, let's get out of here for now. Okay, I'm just gonna look at my pickums, but I should do that later. Uh, Brick draft caddy, all the rankings, exposures, etc. I think it's really, really useful. You have to look at NFL exposures, but I think it's really helpful for all your drafting. I definitely, definitely, definitely would do it. Oh, oh, this is actually a good question. Uh, how do you spread out your 150 drafts? From now until the season opener, I'm going to be just under the 50 mark, like I mentioned with my slow drafts. Which I, I honestly, I talked to Matt about this off air. Like I would really, really suggest if you don't absolutely hate slow drafts, getting a mix of them in because I think when people have more time to think through each selection, they're correlating more. So I'm going to get you know a good 50 to 80 slow drafts in just so I get a bit better correlation between those those rosters. It's not a perfect science and it's not guaranteed, but I've noticed a, a very strong trend trend of people taking their time and and finding that that you know going above adp grabbing that correlated piece and i'm coming out with some really really unique i think teams while it's not the zamboni it still can matter quite a bit so especially for those ottawa's and those uh toronto's etc where i think it's really pretty strong to do um so i'm going to do 50 probably between i'll be at 50 mark with slow drafts by the end of the weekend um, and then I'm going to slowly putter along for a few weeks and try to get to about a hundred by training camp start, which should be at the beginning of September and rattle off the last 50 during training camp. Once we get more news information notes, you know, we kind of know where teams are starting to decide on players, where they're going to be, um, which again, in, in NFL, I think it's much more of a factor in hockey. Only a couple injuries will trickle in, not nearly as many as, with football, but on top of that, like we're not going to learn an immense amount within the top 10 rounds. We'll learn a lot about kind of the end of drafts where we might want to start to fixate on some certain players like Kuzmenko last year, which we knew could happen. And when it was happening, it was like, you got now on this guy. Um, so I think we might find one, one or two more of those and we'll, we'll point them out and we'll, we'll actually prospect stuff probably next, next uh, stream. We'll do more of. Um, yeah. I'm not rushing prospect stuff. So, um, you know, Probably That's okay. later this month, but we'll see. Um, we'll see when I okay. get around to it. All right. As Scott just said, let's get another fast draft going. I'll join you, Scott. Yeah. I'll see you there. Matt, any last things before we go? No. Uh, well, I guess follow us uh, at Wingscape Pod. I'm at Fake Moods and at the Adrenaline Commission 94 there. Um, new podcast feed. If you're not subscribed to the Wingscape Pod, uh, please find us. Um, you know, it, it's all over our Twitters. Um, so that, that should not be hard to find. It is a new feed if you're an old subscriber. Um, talked about that a dozen times already. So just uh, just note that it's a new feed. So find us and, you know, same logo, same everything, same content schedule for the upcoming year. Just uh, resubscribe and you can find us uh, Tuesday and every Tuesday following that at nine o'clock. Thank you all for listening.